James McGann, Solving Tornadoes. Well, I don't know if Will Hepper is smart enough to realize that he doesn't understand it either. Okay, Will Hepper is a climate scientist. He's um, not an alarmist. He's not a science denier either. People who are themselves science illiterates like labeling other people who they disagree with as science deniers as a way to marginalize them so that they don't have to actually deal with their argument. That's why you'll hear people like um, Will Happer being called a uh, climate uh, denier or a science denier or a climate denier or something like that. And it, it's really, there's nothing, no more thought into it than, than to try to suggest that people who believe this, um, they're Holocaust deniers or something like that. That's where they got this politically charged terminology was from that larger argument. So there's really no such thing as a science denier. Now there's people who are in various degrees of confusion about all parts of science, but there's a lot of that to go around. Anytime someone's calling names and not simply explaining concepts, it's a big red flag that they don't know it or they don't know it either. And, and that's the case with all of this so-called greenhouse effect stuff. It's really a nonsense explanation. There isn't really just one explanation either, as much as you might wish to believe that, even if, you know, if you were to track down, let's say you went to Richard Lindzen or even to Will Happer for that matter, and asked these guys to explain that notion about there being a spot in the stratosphere that's warming up. And it's this particular thing that had a prediction. And, you know, it's all BS. It's just loads. And it's, it was BS before anyone who suggested something like that could be a determinant of anything in, in a global sense. It's just, it's just a nonsense notion. There's various different kinds of of so-called greenhouse stuff. You wonder, well, how do they know it's going to happen if they can't explain it and how do they measure it if they can't understand it? You'll never get answered those questions because they'll never even, even come to the forefront. They're just going to pretend like they understand what they don't and just keep on going on with this little delusion that there's such thing as a... There's really no such thing as a greenhouse effect, to put it in effect. There's no uh, known physics behind it. Nothing ever has been measured. Now, what happens, though, is there are things that do exist, you know. There's things like transfer of, of heat through, uh, through light, and there's transfer of heat through the atmosphere. And, and these things, though, you know, sure, some of these have something to do how, with a greenhouse, but there's really no reason for this term greenhouse effect to be used other than the fact that it's something that common people can identify with. And I mean that. So the, really the only reason they're using it is because it's easy. It's good communication. It, it's a memorable phrase, and it's something people identify with, a greenhouse. Most people who've experienced the effect, even if it's just locking themselves in the car for an hour on a hot day or for a few minutes, in their case, they probably did go over on that. A few brain cells have died. You know, a greenhouse effect is, the, you know, the way a greenhouse really works is the air inside there just heats up from the sun coming in, you know, the sun comes in, hits things inside the greenhouse and converts directly to heat, infrared radiation, and that starts to heat up all the air and everything. Now, they're trying to claim, though, that there's some kind of a runaway greenhouse effect on, on our planet. And then if you look at the physics of what causes that greenhouse, which is simply that the air is trapped... Right? And it's got nothing to do with anything that's happening in the atmosphere. The air in our atmosphere is never trapped. It's an absurd notion, but it's something that it's easy to relate to people, and people just believe it. 
People believe it just because of they do. That's all. Just something to believe. It doesn't seem like there's anything wrong with believing it. And there's all this confirmation coming from the uh, the government scientists and the and the science and the scientists in general and, and all the so there's all kinds of um, social clue social reasons to agree with it. Now, what happens though is people want to literally understand it, and there's nothing to understand. And that's when you get the game playing that we get from, like, let's say, like the IPCC or something like that. And um, so we'll never get a definitive scientific answer as to what the greenhouse effect is. And if you, let's say, you went to the IPCC, they'll say, "Oh, yeah, we just use that as a as a marketing term." And then they go into all this other stuff, which is, you know, in other words, it's, yeah, it's our marketing too bad. Uh, if you don't like us using it, well, sorry, we're going to keep using it. And there's nothing you can do about it. And, and that's the truth, too. And what it is, is they just fool people. That's, that, that's what that whole thing's about. There's no suggestion in any of the, any of the real scientific literature that says that there's any reason at all to suspect that there's anything unusual going on with the temperature. There's just nothing there. Literally nothing. You know? And and when people do say they do find it, there's always some little twist in how, in how they're phrasing it, you know? That they can kind of pretend like they've found something and they, you know, they... They look for the data and they look for where there's some way to kind of explain the data from a perspective that comes to a certain conclusion. And it doesn't really even matter. No one listens to them anyways, right? And um, and that's what you end up with is it's just, a, you know, people just say what they want. And um, as long as they're nice people, no one's going to bother them. And that's just the nature of, uh, of this discipline. And by this discipline, I'm talking about, well, climatology. They're making claims as climatologists that they refuse to substantiate, by the way. People don't notice that. They just refuse. You know, you tell someone that, and they, they go, well, that couldn't be true, could it? Well, actually, it is true. And then you tell them, well, if that was true, you know, wouldn't there be an outcry from the public? And I look at them, I go, well, you now know it, right? Are you going to create an outcry? I stood there looking at me for a minute. And no, there's no one's, it's, they make claims. They have a theory that's incomprehensible, literally incomprehensible. Now, if you're looking for an explanation of that little location in the stratosphere that supposedly has some increase in temperature and you want an explanation of, there's Richard Lindzen, who is one person who can elucidate you on what they are talking about there. And if you listen to him, unlike many others, he doesn't pull any punches about the fact that they're just grasping at straws. He doesn't come out and say, hey, this is a nonsense argument. He just says, that's what it is. That's what their theory is. And he's stating it correctly, though. It's nothing more than a conjecture. It's a diversion to get people to look the other direction so that they can continue to pretend like they actually have a, a viable theory. Well, really, they got nothing at all. This is James McGann, Solving Tornadoes. Thank you. Bye.